Happy Sunday, y'all. God bless and welcome back to Hope Ministries here in October 25th for chapter 25 of our One Proverb a Day. Um, Sunday is always action-packed, full of NFL football, uh, MLB World Series, um, a lot of stuff happening. I mean, I feel like football dominates the day, right? However, I know Sunday is for Sunday service. Yes, you're hearing that from an athlete who loves sports. Um... Sunday service, man. I love it. I love going to church and honoring God and, and sharing fellowship with my brothers and sisters and just learning every single day from what my father, the apostle, shares in his messages. Um, although I did come back home and watch uh, the Titans game, and uh, unfortunately, I had to suffer my, the first loss of the season. They are now 5-1, and one, which is still a great record, but... They fought valiantly versus the Pittsburgh Steelers and, you know, got to do give honor where honor is due, right? As the word says, and Steelers now the best team in the AFC at uh, 6-0. and But um, aside from that, it's been an amazing day. Uh, not only because of all that, but today, guys, is October 25th, as I said before, which means it is my one-year wedding anniversary with my beautiful wife, Laura Ruiz Diaz. Honey, Shout out to you. I love you so much. It has been quite a year. It went by super quick. Um, it's, it's amazing that we've been ma- married for uh, one year already. And I do want to give my little, I guess, two cents. I wouldn't call it advice, just kind of like my experience, so to speak, which I guess in some way can be seen as advice, right? But, you know, I'm not 10 years married. I don't know everything about marriage. However, I do know that um, being one year married, you're just finding so much uh, out about a person in every single way. You know, you're finding out how they sleep, how they eat, um, their mannerisms, how they act throughout the day. You know, when they're having a tough day, when they're having a good day. You know, when you're not on the same page, when you're on the same page. You know, so my advice, honestly, would be. Um, as much as everyone wants to get married and find a partner, understand that the, the wedding is beautiful and the dating is great, but the marriage is precious when you put Christ right in the middle of it, you know? As we're reading in the book of Proverbs, you know, it's seeking out wisdom, understanding, getting gaining knowledge, you know? Those are so vital um, when it comes to a relationship, especially when you're seeking out their love language, what they love, what honors them, what also uh, they don't like, the things they don't like things they hate you know so just finding all the balance in that and i think laura and i have had our ups and downs we've had our arguments however in the end we've both uh, held ourselves accountable unto god which has been the the blessing in between everything so again honey thank you so much babe i love you for putting up with my my ridiculousness and all my things but loving me past all that and um just being there for me as a wonderful wife and for everyone out there who sent messages and even send gifts uh, i love you guys i appreciate you so much for for honoring us on our special day and uh, i look forward to many more years with you babe so um we are on chapter 25 today and uh this one is is comprised of 28 verses so get out your bibles get out your notes get out whatever you have to get out um let's start taking notes and um just receiving of what God has for us. Let's, let's just pray real quick too. I feel like 
I want to pray before I read this chapter. Um, Father, I want to thank you so much for today, this beautiful day you've given us, this one-year um, accomplishment that you've given to my wife and I. And I'm praying in particular for this proverb today, this chapter, that you would speak volumes through it, that whatever verse comes out and, and convicts us, God, may it lead us closer and closer to you. And even the things we don't understand, we're asking you to guide us and give us understanding. As your word says that he who seeks and asks for wisdom, you shall give it without withholding anything. In your mighty name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Okay, um, chapter 25 in the Amplified Version. Yep, I have not left that version yet. Still going strong with that. Um, we're going to read here in verse 1. It says, These are also the Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied. Hmm. Uh, uh, verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of God's, I'm sorry, of kings, is to search out a matter. As the heavens for height and the earth for depth, so the hearts and minds are of kings are unsearchable. Interesting. For take away the dross from the silver, and there comes out the pure metal for a vessel for the silversmith to shape. Hmm. Take off that. The perimeter, right? That old stuff around the silver, and then you get to the purest part of it, right? And that's where the silver, the silversmith, begins to really work and take um, whatever silver he has in his hand and put it into shape, kind of like us, right? We take away all the, the outer, you know, things. It's the human nature and everything that comes with it, and God just starts molding from within. Amen. Five. Take away the wicked before the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness. Do not be boastfully ambitious and claim honor in the presence of a king. And do not stand in the place of great men. For it is better that it be said to you, Come up here, than for you to be placed lower in the presence of a prince whom your eyes have seen. Interesting. Kind of one of those classic cases of let somebody call you unto them rather than forcing your way into things and forcing yourself into positions and titles for any certain reason that you have. Eight, do not rush out to argue your case before magistrates or judges. Otherwise, what will you do in the end when your case is lost and when your neighbor opponent humiliates you? Interesting. I mean, again, these are these are pretty interesting uh, verses thus far. Um, for me especially, kind of reading them, it's like, wow, what, what's, what's really happening here? And don't rush to argue your case before judges, you know? And it says, otherwise, what will you do in the end when your case is lost and your, your neighbor basically humiliates you? And I think when I'm kind of hearing that or taking that in, it's like sometimes we say things to defend our case or defend our cause or try to bring up certain things so we're found innocent. But then the neighbor comes out or your opponent comes out and overpowers you and humiliates you and brings out the truth and the judge goes in their favor. So I guess what they're saying is don't rush to argue it. The truth will come out. And if you're on the side of truth, you'll win. Whether it's in that court, whether it's before man, before God, truth, the truth shall prevail. Nine, argue your case. This is interesting right here. Argue your case. Sorry here, just real quick, guys. I just got to do something here. I think my music just kind of went out on me, right? That's interesting. Let me see if I can fix this because there we go. It's back up. Sorry, guys. It's kind of my, my vibe. It keeps me going here. Uh, nine, argue your case with your neighbor himself before you go to court and do not reveal another secret or he will hear it. In, sorry, or he who hears it will shame you and the rumor about you and your action in court will 
have no end. Interesting here. It's kind of it's basically talking about, um, you know, don't divulge secrets or talk about secrets and you know and, and, and exchange these things with your neighbor and 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 say all these things because in the end, um, only shame will kind of overcome you and shame will kind of put you in a weird awkward position. And I don't think anyone likes being in those weird awkward positions, right? So, um, just kind of settle things, you know, settle things discreetly, settle things with actual conversation and communication, and, and don't try to take any wayward routes or deceptive routes, those never work. Like apples of gold and settings of silver is the word spoken at the right time. Hmm, think about that. Apples of gold and settings of silver, so it's like you're seeing this beautiful kind of like masterpiece of the setup, right? And that is the equivalent to a word spoken at the right time. So something that captures your eye and says, wow, that's beautiful. So is a right word spoken at the right time when you got to hear it, right? You ever been listen to a preaching and like, or a podcast or a YouTube preaching, whatever it is, or even a preaching preaching now, right? And they say something, you're like, oof, spot on. That's like a double amen. That's like an amen and ay 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 because that was good. 12. Like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold is a wise reprover to an ear that listens and learns. Very, very interesting. Like the cold snow brought from the mountains in the time of harvest, so is a faithful messenger to those who send him, for he refreshes the life of his masters. Hmm. I mean, I wouldn't go as far as a cold snow. I really don't like snow, even though I live in New York. But I would say more like a cold water when you're kind of like running during a really exhausting race, right? That's like kind of like, that's what you want to get. I guess someone who refreshes your life, right? And so is a faithful messenger who reports back to his authority or master, so to speak. 14. Like clouds and wind without rain is a man who boasts falsely of gifts he does not have. Hmm. You're a cloud and you can be enormous and, and big and have all these puffs and you can take over half the sky. But if you have no rain or no no wind in there, what is it? You're just for show. You got nothing. That's a man who boasts falsely about his tremendous gifts that he actually does not have. 15. By patience and a calm spirit, a ruler may be persuaded and a soft and gentle tongue breaks the bone of resistance. Have you found pleasure sweet like honey? Eat only as much as you need. Otherwise, being filled excessively, you vomit it. Hmm. Don't eat excessively of it. Eat, I guess, in moderation. Interesting. 17. Let your foot seldom be in the neighbor's house, or he will become tired of you and hate you. That's interesting. We know, I think... A lot of people wear out their welcome, so to speak, or they're just too much in the intimacy of another. And it gets to the point where people say, guys, we're humans, you know, and we love our space. We love our, I, I'm a, I am, my wife calls me a social butterfly and I love being around people, but I also do love my space and my intimacy, you know, and this whole verse stood, stands out to me because so at the end of the day, if you're constantly over somebody's place or constantly, constantly in somebody's close, you know, proximity of kind of invading their intimacy, so to intimacy, so to speak, they'll become tired of you and hate you, you know. And just be very careful; you're not wearing out your welcomes, and be discerning as far as um, taking the temperature of a room and that of your neighbor and friend. 18. Like a club and a sword and a piercing arrow is a man who testifies falsely against his neighbor, acquaintance. 
like a club, a sword, or a piercing arrow. Man, just don't testify falsely against anybody. 19. Like a broken tooth or an unsteady foot is confident in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble. Hmm. Like a broken tooth. Guys, you ever had a broken tooth or like a cavity? I mean, I've had like eight root canals in the past three years and not fun at all. Or an unsteady foot. You ever had a stub a toe? I recently had a really bad toe injury and it was so hard to walk. Well, that's the equivalent of confidence in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble. You ever had somebody that you're like, things are going south and you need help and you call that person and they never answer? Or you're trying to get some help in, in, in real life situations and the person just is nowhere to be found? Hmm. Not much confidence in people like that. 20. Like one who takes off a garment in cold weather or like a reactive useless mixture of vinegar and soda is he who thoughtlessly sings joyful songs to a heavy heart. It's a lot happening there. Um, like one who takes off a garment in cold weather or like a reactive, useless mixture of vinegar and soda is he who thoughtlessly sings joyful songs to a heavy heart. Heavy heart. Well, you guys can be very careful if we're trying to sing songs to or trying to cheer up. So I'm getting from that verse. Pretty strange. Let me hear your thoughts. What do you feel about that verse? 21. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat, and if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire upon his head, and the Lord will reward you. Highlight 21 and 22. A couple of my favorite, favorite verses in the book of Proverbs. Um, very straightforward. Um, if your enemy is hungry, give him something to eat. You know how much it's going to antagonize? And uh, antagonize is a bad word. Agitate. And also confuse your enemy when you're giving him water to drink when he's thirsty and food to eat when he's hungry you know, you're giving him something he's in need of uh, a very high uh, necessity and in doing so you'll heap coals of fire upon his head and the lord will reward you i mean think about it nothing infuriates somebody more than when they hate you and you're doing good to them and it just gets to the point where they want to hate you more but at the same time they have to acknowledge the good you're doing so it gets them in that state where it's like what do i do this guy's being nice to me and I don't get it and it's frustrating me. <sighs> I don't know. You put him in that state, but at the end of the day, the Lord will reward you. So you're basically coming to terms and coming to peace with your enemy while your God in heaven is watching down and approving. Or in approval. 23. The north wind, wind brings forth rain and backbiting tongue and angry countenance. Interesting. I don't know what's going on my music today, guys. It's kind of going crazy on me. It is better to live in a corner of a housetop on a flat roof exposed to weather than in a house shared with a quarrelsome, contentious wife. We have read this verse before, and isn't it interesting that it comes up again in the same way? It's better to live in a corner of a housetop on a flat roof exposed to bad weather than in a house with a quarrelsome, contentious person. Let's not make it exclusively about a wife or a woman here, but about anyone. Don't be that guy or woman. Please. We don't want people living out there on rooftops. And then when we ask them what's going on, they said, my wife's crazy. Or my husband's too much. Um, 25 says, like cold water to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a distant land. Ah, that's good. You ever get those? I mean, remember when my wife, I got that prophetic word from my friend my friend in Colombia and uh, man was it good news you know or even even any kind of good news at all is again it's like cold water to a thirsty soul so 
good news, man. It really cheers up the soul. 26, like a muddied fountain and a polluted spring is a righteous man who yields and, com and compromises his integrity before the wicked. <sighs> wow. When I read this, I kind of think about, you know, the, the wise are a wellspring of life. Like when your heart is good and you're, you're understanding the position, the posture of your heart, you are a wellspring of life. That's where life comes from, right? But you could be this beautiful fountain, all of a sudden it gets just filled and clogged with mud and polluted because, yeah, you're a righteous person, but you compromised who you were in front of the a, a multitude of the wicked, you know? So it's like at that point where it's like, well, okay, so you just compromise who you were um, for people that, quite frankly, haven't even acknowledged the righteousness that you're living for. Don't do that. Don't pollute the springs of which life is coming from and exchanging for death 27 it is not good to eat much honey nor is it glorious to seek one's own glory hmm don't seek your own glory if you're to boast in anything the word says boast in the fact that you know him boast in the fact that you are a follower of jesus that's it 28, like a city that is broken down and without walls, leaving it unprotected, is a man who has no self-control over his spirit and sets himself up for trouble. Take your highlighters out. Highlight 28 as we close up this chapter. Like a city broken down without walls, leaving it unprotected, so is a man who has no self-control. Guys, anyone who has no self-control, um, one of the things that you develop with the Holy Spirit, control. You tend to find yourself in a lot of uh, sticky situations, tough situations, frustrating situations, um, angry situations, confusing situations, and the list goes on and on because trouble's always waiting for you. There's no self-control. Here comes this, I want it. Here comes that, I want it. This girl calls, I want her. This job calls, I want that job. And there's, there's no self-control. There's no discipline. There's no goals. You're not goal-oriented. You're not, um, there's no stewardship of things. You're just kind of just doing everything that comes your way. Self-control is vital. And that comes from the Holy Spirit. Real self-control, not just your strong will. Well, guys. That does it for chapter 25. This was um, one of the, I guess, a few verses that you kind of have to read over and over. And, and if, if I'm going to be honest, read it from the Passion Translation. Um, it's, it's a chapter that needs to be broken down into, I guess, a little more language, um, a little more understandable language for us. And I hope you guys do do that. And aside from that, um, it has been a blessing to have served you guys tonight and to help read this chapter with you to get one more step closer to the end, which is chapter th chapter 31. And I do hope you guys revise it, see what really impacted you, and go from there. Other than that, that wraps up tonight's episode. I hope that we prepare for tomorrow's chapter 26. Have a safe night. God bless. I hope your team's won in whatever sport you're watching, well, mainly football. And... I will see you back here for chapter 26 tomorrow. Good night.